Good morning. Florence is coming, and she's not much fun at parties. For Tuesday, September 11th, Patriot Day, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are? Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Florence is coming, and she's not much fun at parties. Hurricane Florence is gaining strength in the Atlantic Ocean and bearing down on the Carolina coastline, and we here in Loudoun are already feeling the impacts. Worried about heavy rains, flooding, and power outages later this week, over the weekend, Governor Ralph Northam declared a statewide state of emergency to start preparations. But we already have our first casualty of the storm, Dulles Day Festival and Plain Pole, which was going to be Saturday. It's been canceled and will not be rescheduled. It is a major fundraiser for the Special Olympics, Virginia. It brings in more than $300,000 for the Special Olympics, and anyone who likes going to Dulles Day is encouraged to donate to help make up for the shortfall at give.specialolympics.org. You can find the link in the story on our website. State and local governments have also issued a number of advisories to help people figure out how to get ready for them. Of course, it's expected to make landfall in the Carolinas, but Loudoun County Emergency Management Coordinator Kevin Johnson urged Loudoners not to underestimate the potential impact here. In fact, it could be worse than normal because we've already had a lot of rain over the past week. Since this is our first big hurricane in a while, let's spend some time on what to do. So here's what to do. First, know the forecast. Get the most recent forecast from the National Weather Service, which has issued a hazardous weather outlook for our area. You can also follow them and the National Hurricane Center on their websites, on Facebook, and on Twitter. And if you hear these terms, by the way, a flood watch means that a flood is possible in the area. A flood warning means flooding is already occurring or will occur soon. Second, prepare your property to reduce the risk of damage. Clear your rain gutters and downspouts before Thursday. Trim trees and shrubbery because a rain-saturated ground increases the risk of a tree falling. Make sure your sump pump is working and the outlet pipe isn't blocked. And if possible, get a battery backup and bring in any outdoor furniture and move important things in your home to the second floor if you can. Third, stay ready for power outages and so forth. Get your vehicles fueled and serviced. Use generators as directed, which of course means running them outside to avoid carbon monoxide poisoning. Stock up on batteries, get some food that will keep, get some first aid supplies, drinking water, and any medications you need. Have cash on hand in case the ATMs go down. Make emergency plans for your pets. And check on your older neighbors to make sure they're ready. You can get some advice on what to put in your emergency kit at loudon.gov slash make a kit and how to get ready for a flood at loudon.gov slash flood. And finally, sign up for alert loudon at loudon.gov slash alert. And one more government resource, you can find out more about dealing with hurricanes at loudon.gov slash hurricane. And if you come to a flooded roadway, do not try to cross it. Turn around, don't drown. It only takes 12 inches of flowing water to carry away a smaller car. So yeah, don't do that. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story.
In other news, I want to take time today to recognize a journalist who cared about Loudon and who really exemplified what it means to advocate for the community you cover. Joseph Barreto Brett Phillips died Sunday in Kearneysville, West Virginia at 76 years old, one year after being diagnosed with lung cancer. Phillips built a multi-million dollar publishing company from the launch of a small community weekly newspaper. In 1988, he launched a small weekly called Leesburg Today with a circulation of only 3,000, serving the Loudoun County seat of Leesburg. The newspaper's parent company, Amendment One, launched a monthly called Loudoun Magazine in 2001 and the following year, Loudoun Business, a monthly targeting the county's business market. By the time the paper and its parent company were sold in 2006, Leesburg Today's circulation was over 64,000, and it was the dominant print media in a rapidly growing market. And while Phillips' career had included major metropolitan newspapers and national as well as international magazines, his passion was community journalism. Phillips was born in Washington, D.C. and grew up in Loudoun County. Both his mother and father were journalists. Dolores DeCastro Phillips wrote a column for the old Washington Star newspaper and served as a correspondent for Time magazine. While he was at Greenbrier Military School, Phillips worked as a stringer, which is what we in newspapers call a freelancer, for the Washington Star, covering equestrian events in the Washington area. After he graduated from Greenbrier in 1960, Phillips went to the Virginia Military Institute in what was then known as George Mason College before starting work full-time at the Star. And in 1962, he got his first taste of community journalism when he went to work as a reporter for the Loudoun Times-Mirror, a weekly paper based in Leesburg. Phillips said there is a different and much more serious level of accountability in community journalism. In his words, when you get something wrong in the community paper, the offended party can walk up and punch you in the nose. He said you work a lot harder to get things right. I can proudly say I haven't been punched in the nose, not for this reason anyway. Four years after starting at the Times, Mayor Phillips was appointed managing editor. The publisher at the time admitted to some misgivings about naming a 25-year-old to that job at what was at the time the largest weekly newspaper in Virginia. Phillips went on to manage a team of reporters that won more than 50 Virginia Press Association awards in the next eight years, as well as being named the top weekly paper in Virginia and winning the Copeland Memorial Award. He resigned from the Times-Mirror in 1976. At that time, Loudon's struggle with being so close to D.C. was a relatively new thing and a major theme of the paper's news coverage. Phillips was concerned, and after leaving the paper, he won a contract from the Loudon County Board of Supervisors to write a Purchase of Development Rights program, which would be the basis of a publicly funded effort to conserve rural land in Loudon. While the program he wrote had support from a broad range of county citizens and organizations, supervisors voted not to pursue it. That was, to Phillips, the first definitive evidence that the political will to preserve rural land in Loudoun was limited to regulation rather than the market-based incentives that would allow farmers to become investors in the strategy rather than targets of it. Worth mentioning that Purchase of Development Rights program is still on the books in Loudoun, but unfunded. In 1977, he became managing editor of a smaller company in Gaithersburg, Maryland that was getting ready to launch a national magazine for horse owners, Equus. If you're in the horse business, you've probably heard of it. The next seven years saw that same company launch a string of monthly newsletters, a monthly conference program, and a consumer products division. Phillips bought one of the company's publications in 1984 and moved to Virginia. By 1987, he had begun drawing up a business plan for a new weekly paper in Leesburg, which he felt was underserved by local media. He put together a group of local investors, and in November 1988, he launched Leesburg Today on the cusp of the savings and loan scandal that wrecked Loudoun's real estate market. 
The gamble paid off. 13 years later, they launched Loudoun Magazine a month after September 11, 2001, again upset the nation's economy. The success of Leesburg today was driven by a heavy emphasis on covering local government from the county to the seven towns to a quickly growing school system. The newspaper recruited and retained an extraordinarily large editorial staff considering its size and blanketed government meetings with reporters. Phillips recalled there were times we would run as many as five reporters through a single meeting of the Board of Supervisors because each had a special area of expertise. Phillips pointed prospective reporters to a sign he had placed over the entrance to the newsroom. The job of this newspaper is to report to the people. That summed up the mission of the paper and his own philosophy, which was to serve the readers. While Leesburg Today's editorial page could pass harsh judgment on government, it could also staunchly defend the government when special interest groups came to the table. In 1991, the paper began selling stock to members of the community and found more than 150 stockholders from the fabric of the community. In 1998, Phillips left the publishing company. A year later, he came back to start a nonprofit rural land conservation project with preservationist Jack Walter. Phillips wrote a tax district based program centering on creating a new rural economic development zone to protect rural land. The county once again shunned this incentive-based approach, instead enacting a new ordinance, the backbone of which was a major downzoning of rural property. That ordinance was eventually negated by the Virginia Supreme Court, but by the time of the ruling, the county had lost much of its rural land to residential developers. In 2000, Phillips came back to Amendment 1 and for the next six years presided over unprecedented growth in the company's revenue and profitability. In 2006, the company's shareholders voted to sell the company. Phillips said they had done what they set out to do as journalists and turned a civic-driven project into a very lucrative investment for stakeholders. Phillips moved to Georgetown, South Carolina, where he started a home restoration business in the city's historic district. He continued a longtime passion for tennis and picked up sports car racing and deep-sea fishing. He passed away in Kearneysville while living with his longtime friend Hillary Cooley of Harper's Ferry. And Loudon's newest historical marker highlighting the significance of the Belmont Chapel in Ashburn was formally unveiled during a ceremony at St. David's Episcopal Church and School over the weekend. The event was a celebration of the life of Margaret Mercer, the progressive educator and abolitionist who built the church in 1841. Mercer was the daughter of John Francis Mercer, a Maryland governor who also represented Virginia in the Continental Congress. He bought the 400-acre Belmont Plantation in 1836. Margaret Mercer established a boarding school using the tuition from families who could afford to pay to attend the school to educate those who could not. On top of freeing the slaves she inherited from her father, Mercer was a founder of the African Resettlement Movement. That tie remains today as a congregation of St. David's Episcopal Church, which was established at Belmont in 1990, supports a school in the West African nation of Liberia. Mercer's decision to free her family's slaves was a defiance of her father, who believed slavery was ordained by God, and her decision to educate the children of slaves was a defiance of Virginia law at the time. The event Sunday was attended by Congresswoman Barbara Comstock, Chairwoman Phyllis Randall, Supervisor Coran Sains, whose mother is Liberian, and Minister Gabriel I.H. Williams of the Liberian Embassy. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, today Lovettsville will hold a Patriots Day ceremony in the town square from 8.30 to 11 a.m. Today is also the Next Generation Security Concepts second annual charity golf tournament. It's worth the Round Hill Volunteer Fire Department. It's at Stoneleigh Golf and Country Club from 8.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. 
And Old Ox Brewery will host Science on Tap with the Loudoun County Public Library from 6.30 to 7.30 in the evening. This month, they'll dive into pharmaceutical drug discovery to find out how drugs are developed and why we don't have a cure for everything. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, support community journalism by reading Loudon now and telling all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day. This part isn't in the story on our website, but I wanted to take a moment of personal privilege to say I'm honored to work with many of the people who are at Leesburg today when it was sold and shut down with no notice to the employees in 2015. They were told on deadline day that it would be their last edition and their last day of work. Within days, they had started allowed now, and in a few weeks, I came up to join. I wish I had four other reporters with me in government meetings, but our paper, locally owned, just like Leesburg Today once was, is growing all the time. So thanks to them for being the best news team I've ever seen, thanks to you for supporting it, and thanks to Brett Phillips, who I never got to meet, for laying down the foundation of community journalism here.